Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Abracadabra. Create what you speak with Elon Azulai. Only on LA Talk Radio. Thank you. 
בין התדר שניהם בגוף מרחב חדש. Shalom, welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, your host, a spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power, remember your gifts, and bring them to the world, and all with love. It may not be entirely accurate to say that we are living in a completely unique time. There are always patterns from the past that uh, either repeat themselves or never really disappear and continue to grow in different directions. But we are living in times where the intersections of multitude of crises seem overwhelming. And these are crises both within and without. The climate crisis, the mental health crisis, the societal crisis, education crisis, crisis of poverty and inequality, crises of leadership, And all are at this moment funneled through the global health crisis of the coronavirus. It seems that for those living now, there will be before this and after this, just as in history have been other such big demarcations in time. So how are we to meet all these challenges we are facing? Where have we ignored the immediate remedies that would have prepared us for times like these? Or are there even ways to prepare for them? Amidst the tragedy, there is always an opportunity. It doesn't excuse or diminish the challenges and the pain, but allows us to see light, a way forward, if we choose to learn from the obstacles and begin to clear them. This and so many other things will be part of the discussion I'm going to have today with author, journalist, spiritualist, virologist, and founder of the Viral Energy Institute, Penelope Jean Hayes. who has written four extraordinary books that can be seen as kind of roadmap to humanity. With her is the channeler Carol Serene Burgens in a conversation with Pax, the God being and spirit messenger of peace, Shalom, as he introduced himself through Carol. Carol Serene has been channeling the spirit energy Pax since the early 90s when she was first contacted and asked to be their spirit messenger. The purpose of this connection was to ask that Pac's wisdom be channeled and put into a book form so messages can be shared with the world. Channeling Pac's wisdom for today's world has included creation of this book series as the likely future, short and long-term guidance from the source about the coronavirus pandemic, as well as Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late series with wide-ranging topics from environmental change to off-planet exploration, all shared with love and concern for Mother Earth and her people. And today, at the end of the Jewish holiday of Sukkot, Tabernacles, where in Judaism, we celebrate a temporary dwelling, reminding us that God, God being, and spirituality is at the core of our existence. It is the spirit that inhabits the matter, just like the car is useless without a driver. We celebrate by inviting anyone to be guest in our dwelling, all of us, and in, if we look at ourselves, all parts of ourselves, to be part of a collective rather than be part of isolation. Next week, we be, begin the book of Genesis again, where we remind the cycle of endings and beginnings that are constant evolution of ourselves, if we choose to. So I would like to please invite uh, Penelope. And Carol, hello, 
Thank you so much. I'm, I'm blessed and thrilled to have you here. And uh, hi. Shalom. Hello. Shalom. Hello. Greetings to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. What a blessing. What a blessing to, 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 to have you here. And I was talking about the books that uh, the book, primarily book, but the books that we're talking about is Do Unto Earth. Right. And these two uh, little books that came, um, I think, in the midst of writing mm-hmm. Do Unto Earth that were that are collections or the why did you put this like the best of or or the collections of really what's what's uh, important now because we are in the midst of this corona pandemic and and everything that is talked in this book in 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 all the books also your previous book penelope are crucial and important but because we are in the in the in the in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic these are very important so thank you for being here and uh, we can start with Penelope. Hello, Elon. How are you today? Uh, thank God I'm doing well. I'm doing wonderfully great. Thank you Good. very much. Thank you for... Good. So you've been in the media for, for, for a long time. You've been um, in different aspects of media entertainment and journalism. How did, you, how did you come about to... Or what is your breaking point? How did you come about to be more involved in energy uh, creation and manifestation of our, of our uh, realities. Yeah, I like to think that it didn't happen in one epiphany. I feel like I've had several of those epiphanies in my lifetime. I do remember in New Year's Eve, I believe it was 2006, that I was suicidal. Mm. And it was a moment for me I was alone. I had just gone through a breakup. So here I am alone in this apartment. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> we all know how hard it is on a holiday, right? You know, all of the holidays and New Year's Eve to be alone and freshly gone through a breakup. It was a really hard time for me. And so I wrote a suicide note mm-hmm. and then, you know, just had this moment of crying to, you know, the heavens or whoever might be listening. And I said, If I can get through this night, then I'd like to tell everyone how I did it. And so for me, that was one of those moments. And there might have been three or four other similar moments to me that brought me to this point. But eventually I made good on that promise and began as a writer and a journalist telling other people my own story, my journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, as we're talking in these particular books, now working together in collaboration with Carol and the Spirit Energy Mac packs to bring forward greater messages of human interest, messages for everyone. Yeah, this is this is wonderful. And and um, and Carol, you've you've been um, you've been channeling since the beginning of the '90s, right? You've been automatic writing. That's correct. So, how did that come about for you? What was your breaking point, if we call it, can call it this way? to be open, to receive. It was always within me um, from childhood. Um, Looking back on it, recognizing I was a spiritual being having a human experience, constantly searching and and experiencing and 
wanting to learn more. Um, life got in the way as a teenager and other things became much more important. And uh, it wasn't until later that uh, I came back to uh, the search and um, studying all things metaphysical and spiritual. And it was, it was a, a calling within me that I wanted to learn to do automatic writing. I did not know why. It was just, I was, I was compelled to want to learn it. And uh, it was, it was being self-taught. And I think that waiting until uh, the time was right for uh, Pax to come through uh, and introduce himself to me. And that was a great gift because I had been experimenting with the automatic writing and working um, a little bit with spirits that were um, just looking for contact of any kind. But when Pax mm. came through, um, it was a revelation. It was, uh, it, it was a moment that my life took a complete change uh, for the better. And uh, I was asked if I would be willing and um, the purpose for the request would be for me to channel the words, the teachings, the guidance of Pax, and as you said, put it into book form and bring it to the world. Hmm. Um, understanding the potential responsibility for this, it took me time to agree, but I did, and uh, here we are. Um, I wrote and I wrote uh, Seth's guidance for years, uh, is the truth, and it all went into file folders because I had no way of bringing it to um, publication or the world, mm -hmm. uh, but I trusted that it was going to happen. And along the way, much later, uh, meeting Penelope, it became reality. And the file folders flew open, and uh, um, those writings plus current uh, in response to Penelope's questioning um, became the beginnings for us as a collaborative team. And, you know, as you say, thanks be to God, uh, the PAX uh, teachings have emerged. And thank you for allowing us to tell your audience. Well, it, it is a pleasure. And this is what this, this program is about, but everything has a purpose, right? Everything has its own meaning in the grand scheme of the map. So, so this is why we're here. Um, so it's a blessing. You know, I, I, I've, when we met last week, um, when we talked last week, for me, it was a, a revelation, a revelation of almost like a second coming. You know, I've, I've shared with you some of the, the stories and, and some of my experiences going through with the, with the shaman and understanding and reopening everything. And then when we've met and, and I went, went through the book, books, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it was clear to me because there were some things that we were talking about that were clearly things that were a noetic sense for me, and 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 reading them again in the form that you've put them. And this is what I love about the language. This is what I love about the language. And this is also what I, how I see spirituality and also in Judaism and and, and faith. I don't want to go into the religion thing, but the language. That 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 you channel that Pax is being uh, that is delivering is very down to earth. 
in the sense of it is not a spiritual realm only kind of existence. You know, in Judaism, the main number uh, in, in numerology is seven. Between eight and six, eight is the very spiritual, only spiritual, where people are only there, disconnected from the realm here and disconnected from the uh, plane here. And six who are only in this plane. And, and, the, and the purpose is the synthesis, is, is practicing spirituality through the, the material, through our daily, daily actions. And the language is fascinating. I, it's so simply put and down to earth that gives an example of how simple things are, you know. So that is that is uh, that is really that is really wonderful. How did you meet? How did you two meet? Yeah, I had gone to Carol for some spirit channeling sessions back in 2019. So we had already been acquainted. I see. And then sometime later, some months later, she contacted me to say that Pax and herself wanted to offer wisdom for the Viral Energy Institute, which, as mm. you said in your introduction, yeah. is an institute that I founded. So that's how it started. And it took a different course. We realized we started writing, Do Unto Earth started writing this book on October 2nd of last year. So that's you right. see how quickly three books came about. And the Likely Future books were uh, basically an interruption of this book in order to give the world information on coronavirus. So um, when we started doing that work, which we had thought at that time was to um, provide wisdom to the Viral Energy Institute, we kind of both said, you know what, this is sounding more like a book, you know, is mm -hmm. this, and I had been working on a book with the title Do Unto Earth when I had first met Carol and so I said to myself, I wonder if this is that book. I had a skeleton of the book. I knew it was about what I had already been working on for a long time, which was environmental repair and healing and species extinction and all of these things that are so near and dear to my heart. And we asked the question of Pax, you know, is this meant to be a book? And is this title, the book, you know, is this intended to be the title of this book? Of course, the answers were yes. And now we have this beautiful book, but it is just filled with wisdom for environmental repair, but it is the most interesting book on the environment that anybody will ever read because it's so much more than just that. And it doesn't just talk about the problems. It offers real and tangible solutions. 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 We'll talk Absol about that. Like so, absolutely. Big solution. You know, the solution to interstellar travel at light speed, the replacement for fossil fuel, a replacement for all plastic and natural substance. And yeah. we can get to all of these things. But it's also told in this way that it unfolds like a story. We like to say it's it's like watching a movie. It is. It's the most gripping book. It you know, is. one of the one of the endorsers of our book said if you read one book this decade let it be this book. So we're very proud of the work that we've done with this, but it's not about us, as you had also said when yeah. you were speaking earlier, that none of this is about us. This is about a message for everyone, for all of humankind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it feels good to be in service specifically for that. It's not like you're being in service for some company or something. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's because it's in, a, it's in our DNA. It's when we are in service, when we are doing for the other, when we are doing for the other, it's like, it's like in Israel when we grew up, we had a dynamo. It's called a dynamo. We put on the bike. It's like a little wheel. And the more you pedal, you get light. You pedal, you get light. It's like it's still probably somewhere in Europe. But, but it, we didn't have batteries at that time. 
for the for the light oh, lamps okay. in the device. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. So we didn't have batteries. It, it generates. Like, it's a generator. It generates a generator, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it would sit a device that would clamp on the wheel. And yeah. as I turn, the wheel turns and, and creates light. And this is exactly right. how we are and how I see this. And especially now in this bottleneck, all realities are coming to like a bottleneck. And we see we see realities and people that are in different realities, meaning in different energies and talking about the viral energy. This is what I want to, 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 to bring back, which will tie this. Um, it's this creation, you know, abracadabra is mm-hmm. literally in Aramaic. I create as I speak the thoughts, the words, saying the words out, the, the, the letters, um, especially in Aramaic or in Hebrew, and we can maybe we'll, we'll get to that, that create this divine channel of energy through the letters and the hearing of the voice itself come is creating like a loop, you know. And so, this this is um, this is just fascinating. I mean, I, I you know, there's so many things that I want to talk about, and I know that we will uh, we will just. Uh, um, you know, I want to say to your point, Elon, that you know the work that you do so. Um, we do talk and do enter earth about a viral energy, which is the message of my first book, which is outside of this discussion, but mm-hmm. they're really intertwined in so many ways. And maybe because the questions were born from my consciousness, but PAX does validate that uh, a concept called viral global viral contemplation. So I know that you are a sound therapist and you deal mm-hmm. with that. So this will resonate with you mm-hmm. on a deeper level. And the advice from PAX is that we can all contemplate, you can say meditate, but just to contemplate on the idea of global wellness and that if we come together in this collective consciousness, that this should be something that we're all inspired to do, to pass it on, that this ripple becomes a tidal wave. But that the, you know, the consciousness of that, and you can do it to sound or to music, but the consciousness of a global viral contemplation is a very key um, factor that our thoughts to your point, are powerful and thoughts create things and that we do through our consciousness and our thought and our intention. Mm-hmm. And Pax says intention. I, I, gosh, I counted it. I think it's, you know, 28 individual conversations about intention in this yeah. book. So it's, it's a really one of the key points, but that these things are very powerful and we feel um, that we don't have a lot of power these days, but there are things that we can do much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, the thing is that also the thoughts, we're talking about positive thoughts to create positive environment. And something sometimes when we are uh, uh, contemplating too much, procrastinating, things sometimes don't happen. So sometimes it is important to do something to kick to kickstart that positive thought but also negative thoughts are creating an energy also if we don't do anything about them also if we don't go and let's say somebody has a negative thought or a negative intention and they think that and they're thinking about this person this and that and all these kind of negative energies it creates this ripple effect for that as well so so that definitely is uh, it also and this is what the viral energy is and that's where I realized when I was as I was reading that we have now a common language to understand what we what we've each experienced in our three little squares that we see here, right? In our three little existences, right? Just so, um, Carol, now 
Pax doesn't refer to Pax to itself as a he, she, it, or, but more like a they, right? And and some and I explained to people about uh, Judaica or Jewish or the Bible or the Jewish faith that the masculine form is not coming from a sense of it's being masculine, but it's more of like a language because the Hebrew language, for example, is masculine in nature in the way that, that, that is being spoken. And also you are referring to Pax as a he, but it is not necessarily because it is identified or they are identified as any kind of a gender because really gender is of this plane, right? That's very, <clears throat> pardon me, that's very correct. It has simply become my way of communicating with Pax over these years to refer to Pax as he. I mean, we are likely believing this is a collected consciousness, this is a, a universal wisdom and not he. It is simply my way of communicating. I've just not found another way that, that flows naturally for me um, to refer to Pax after all these years. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just go back to something Please. you mentioned about the number eight. Yes. Just so you know, the strength of that with Pax, Pax has always had a signature. It's the same signature. It's the letter eight on its side. Yeah, infinity, right? The infinity sign. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, infinity yeah. sign. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. And so I was very heartened to hear you describe uh, um, in numerology uh, the sense of, of what the eight brings. Yeah, and well, the- yeah, it is. It is. Um, I talk about that when when describing. I mean, you know, there are many people that decide they're spiritual, so they're not getting married and they're not doing any of the uh, indulging themselves. Let's put it this way: in 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 this plane, what Earth and what this plane existence has to offer, and the contrary is uh, is more wholesome. Let's put it this way is to is to be in this place and and infuse spirituality in the way that we look at things into how we do things and so that will be that that'll bring other otherwise oh you are there i'm here text me <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> doesn't, doesn't 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 work that way no yeah no um Many people being being their spiritual selves can become a full time job. And an obstacle. You know, I remember when, when I remembered everything starting ten years ago, remember I was all immersed. It's fascinating to remember all these things since I was a child, you know, and, and colors and communication and getting down. It was I was I wanted to be only in that realm. Yes. Didn't want to be in anywhere else. And yes. that that creates a a separation actually that actually creates mm-hmm. a separation yes so i mean there are so many things that that this book is talking about um but i want to to start with where we are today we are today with this global um pandemic um Many people and many of these people are tied or related uh, by choice or by definition to um, what's called leaders, right? I call them dealers, actually, not leaders. 
you were talking in in the book and and I think it was in, in both books in both of the small of, of uh, the likely future you're talking about the coronavirus and really the the main sources that are uh, inhibitors or that are transmitters of the, 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 the virus and it is fascinating it is fascinating you're talking about the the growth hormone oh yes the hormones the hormones and the fear hormone mm-hmm. and this is very fascinating because in Judaism uh, there is a way of uh, today we're moving away more from um, meat eating because the way that animals are being treated and Judaism is is making sure that in its essence in its pure essence okay they make sure that animals do not suffer especially before they are being uh, as they are being prepared or let's call it being slaughtered right oh. there is a special way of handling the meat or the, the, the animal because of that fear hormone that is yeah. being released right and then you ingest it and then you ingest the so fear it's the same as when you feed the animal steroids to make sure that the cow becomes big and fat producing more meat you're ingesting those steroids so when they give off fear hormones chrono will get to what the message in the book is but to your point you're ingesting those fear hormones it's a really exactly. a really important point but so in the you, book yeah please yeah what the likely future speaks of what pax is speaking to is that coronavirus is exacerbated or made worse made more contagious and more lethal by two specific types of hormones the first is fear hormones such as found in animals in captivity and in slaughterhouses and we saw that this past summer when there were tremendous outbreaks mm-hmm. they call them meat packing uh, facilities yeah. don't they elon but that's <laughs> A very pleasant word for slaughterhouse. And so the animals are watching and hearing and seeing other animals being slaughtered. And so this releases within their own bodies the fear hormones. This spreads the virus. Now we know that there's cross-contamination between animals and humans. So while the workers might have brought it to the animals in the first place, as it mm. you know came from where it came and circulated with people around the world, it's now contaminated to the animals, which now it goes like wildfire. It's like putting gasoline on the fire because exactly. of the fear hormones. And then, of course, contagious back to the humans. So it's both ways. And the second hormone that Pax speaks of in the Likely Future books is the growth hormones. And that in the same way, so growth hormones in children, as well as pregnant women. So it's the incubation of a new mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. these growth hormones the similar situation happens where the virus is spread faster, more contagious, and more lethal by those two hormones. So that's one of the pieces of wisdom that we want to share. Thank you for that. That is, and it's so common sense. Now, as far as the growth hormone, I'm not surprised it started in China. I mean, they wanted to stop population there anyway. So maybe that, that is tied to that too. You know, I mean... Do you want to talk about the origins of the virus? As- please. Yes, because you've talked about it in the book, and I would like for you to share, either of you to share. I mean, it's just a pleasure listening to you. Sure. Maybe I'll kind of kick it off, and Carol can um, take the baton. We like to say we pass the baton between each other. (laughs) Wonderful. You're wonderful energies. (laughs) According to Pax and the Likely Future books, the virus indeed was created at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, and that it was developed as a weapon of war. It was intended to be a macro method of creating a defenseless opponent. And that was a direct quote. And 
the important takeaway that PAX is trying to share with us is that they know more, the Chinese scientists know more about this virus than anyone else on the planet. So you look at the pharmaceutical companies that are working on a vaccine and all of the doctors and scientists, and in comparison to the scientists who developed what started as a coronavirus found in nature, found in bats, was developed, changed into a super virus. And those scientists in China know a whole lot more, and we would be very well served to work in collaboration with them. And that is the only reason why he mentions the origin, because we need to end this. We need to find a cure. This is so important. It could not be more important. And so this message is not to point fingers at where this came from. He also mentions that when it was released to the population, that was an accident. So very key thing that while maybe a lot of countries are developing these biologics into mm -hmm. weapons, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of countries doing that, we know that for a fact, that when it was released to the population, this was an accident by one lab worker. And Pax goes on to say it was a young female. So when it was released to the population, it was indeed an accident. But now, which is all that matters, we need to work with those people who know more about this COVID-19, and there's, you know, many other, many strains of the virus now that they would help expedite the cure. Well, COVID-19, you know, you keep referring to COVID-19, and, and COVID-19 is not actually the strain of the virus. Well, right? it's it, the it's... disease. So I'm actually saying it a little bit facetiously because the 19 came from the year that it came from out. From the year it's created, right? When it came out. So you hear this a lot, and so we make this, you know, reference for, um, for everyone who's used to be, you know, coronavirus. Well, coronavirus is what started in nature. So what is mm -hmm. this thing? And I don't think that we really have the right term for it because not only that it has mutated as it is circulated around the world, it has mutated within the bodies of those infected. Mm. And there are, you know, many diseases now. So you can't call it COVID-19 or COVID-20 or COVID-20.20. No, I'm, I'm COVID there's many of them now, yeah. distinct so, diseases. So, so calling it Corona also is kind of inaccurate, but it's, but I think falling into COVID-19, as I heard an Italian doctor, he called it what COVID means is the certificate of identification of vaccination with artificial intelligence. And Carol, if Pax comes to you and gives you something, be my guest, you can interrupt at any time. But this is what, what is being said. So it, it is almost by calling it this name, it's almost validating and giving stage for those who created that that virus for whatever reason do you see what i'm saying so that's that's why it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of a thing to hear about the covid keeping it covid maybe it sounds nice on the tongue i don't know covid-19 sounds <laughs> well, it makes it just makes you know? it easy for people to pick a name we like to put labels on things it makes us makes it easier for us but it really it is important to understand that you know, when we're looking at the cure, we're looking for therapeutics and what will work, what works on patient A may not necessarily work on patient B because they may have a different strain of the virus. Mm. Pax talks about the different strains. Yes. And he says that the loss of taste and smell, so the loss of those sensory abilities, indicates one of the less volatile strains of the virus that will not be as lethal and will not attack the lungs. You're not hearing this in the media, no, right? No, of course not. Right. Doesn't make money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know it yet. You know, this this is channeled information from PACs through Carol. And 
simply so you think that they don't, nobody think, knows this yet. You think that they don't know it or they know it and as the nature that they're doing, just like their dealings with us, uh, they're just not revealing that. Because, for example, you mentioned that PAX, a PAX channel that the drugs that are treated for polio mm-hmm. are more likely to be the cure. Well, if this is something that was channeled, then it's most likely if they created the virus, they probably also knew that because I know people personally that works in companies that create a virus, mm. pharmacologies, create the virus, and on the other side of the building, they create the vaccine. Okay. Bingo. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, I, I worked with, I filmed a beekeeper learning that the bee venom is actually a, a, a 100% treatment for the HIV virus yeah. without affecting other cells. And in, if you look at the HIV medications, you have about 20 to 25% of bee venom in the medication. So I don't, you know, it's kind of like, do we believe them when they say, oh, they don't know? I don't, you know, I don't believe even well, the we're fact. we're not working with the Chinese. So if the Chinese develop this super virus and they may or may not have much headway on mm, that mm. vaccine, we're not working with them. The rest of the world isn't working with them. You'll recall when yes. it first came out in China, um, the United States government wanted to go in and work with them. And the Chinese government didn't allow that. They haven't allowed anyone from anywhere. And now obviously things have blown up. It's very volatile now, uh, which is problematic on both sides and the, um, the fault of both sides. But there right now is not collaboration. No, and that's what no. we really need. No, there is no. And, and uh, yeah, it is, it is definitely a, a, a matter of, of collaboration. But so... So as far as something to this, please. please. I'd like to um, add to what Penelope was saying. You know, the the fact that uh, Pax has informed us clearly of the many mutations, if you will, of the virus once it's in the human body. Mm -hmm. He refers to it as blooms. There will be a second bloom and a third bloom. Between those blooms, the virus is dormant, uh, it would seem, but it is mutating. Think of that and think of how that puts science um, at such a, a diminished level of their ability to, to cope with this virus. And again, it goes back to the collaboration Penelope was speaking of. If we could only, if countries around the world could only collaborate with the scientists in China and know what they know, uh, did they in fact know this going in? Uh, Do they, on the other side of the lab, have the cure? Um, We're told that vaccines, as they're being stated now, as being almost ready for human use, uh, are going to be... uh, the end of it, the cure. But really, when the virus is mutating within the body, which strain of it is that vaccine going to be effective against? Mm. Not all of them. It's changing its shape and how it attacks the body. It's changing the symptoms. There is a connection uh, to what worked for polio um, is something worth 
considering, and I would only hope that our, our medical uh, and science folks would have that information and be able to look in that direction. If PAX has singled it out as being a likely, um, I, I'm not going to say cure, but a, a likely help, then I would like to see the science look in that direction. Um, if there's one message that we really want to share, it's this one. You know, we look at everything contained in these books, The Likely Future, and they were written some time ago. And so many things have now, you know, been released in the media and all these things are coming true. So as we have seen that, it has validated this mm -hmm. message. But the big, big, big news is, as Carol said, that Pax has indicated that all of the strains can be addressed by looking at the polio reduction methods that were successful. So the drugs that were successful for polio at that time, he doesn't say the word vaccine. He says the drugs, the drugs that were yeah. successful for polio can be developed into a vaccine. So now a different mm. thing that to look at the polio reduction methods that were successful at that time. And from that develop a vaccine that will accomplish addressing all of the strains. And according to Pax, again, a direct quote, that that will be a final end to mm. the virus in the body and around the world. Mm. And final end, this is important. So what, what Carol was talking about, how the virus remains dormant, Pax says that the virus inserts, again, you're not going to find this in the news because- Of course not. <laughs> this is channeled information that of we need not. people like you to bring out to the public. But Pax says that the virus inserts into the cells of our body something called anemones, A-N-E-N-O-M-I-E-S. Mm -hmm. yes. Anemones are latent buds that go dormant. So these blooms, you hear people around the world now talking about, you know, the very rare case that someone caught coronavirus for a second time. Well, we know that it's not that they caught the virus again, Just never left. that it had never left their body. So they get sick, then they get better. It's actually just a remission. It's mm. not gone. So mm. while they can test negative now between outbreaks, they are still contagious. Mm. Look at the incident at the Rose Garden recently and all yeah. the people who got sick. So they were all tested. Everybody was negative, right? Mm. So while negative, they were contagious. So here we're learning every day, we're learning these new things about COVID. Well, from that experience, we know that, in fact, you can be contagious while testing negative. And this is what Pax is saying, that between these blooms of this bud that will re-bloom in time, a number of times, that a person will still be contagious even while testing negative. So what we need is that final end to the virus. So mm -hmm. while we're not, we're not doctors and scientists, we don't know about the efficacy of vaccines being developed right now. But what we have heard from what we consider an extremely reliable source, because mm -hmm. he has been proven time and time again to be correct, is that while they might address some strains, as Carol said, if we're looking for the final end to the virus so we can all finally move on with our lives, look to the polio rejection methods, the drugs that were successful for polio at that time. This cannot be more important. Well, absolutely, it cannot be more important. But you know, it, it's interesting because I wonder what would be the response when we when we air this. When I air this, well, this you'll is, have to let us know. <laughs> oh no, you you will see. You will see also because <laughs> this is going to be blasted and and really information as it is now being uh, manipulated and 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 changed. It's politicized. Politicized. It's this is the problem. You can't win. We, we feel yeah. like we can't win. We are stick, sticking our necks out to do this. Absolutely. You know, 
to bring this information to the world. And all we can say is, you know, try it. Send this to a doctor or a scientist that you know. Um, spread this message around. Try it. Have these people work on that. And we'll just see if it works. Because mm. right now, they don't know. They have very little information about this virus. Yeah. It's new for everybody. Yeah, and it seems like some of them don't want to know as if to keep this going. And that's why I'm saying that they probably, uh, some of the people may know something about that and they don't, they don't reveal that. And this is, we were talking about earlier about the hormones. The hormones is not only the, the, the fear that is induced to the animal, animal's meat, but look at what happens around us. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in fear. Not everybody, yeah. but many people are in fear. Yeah. And, and that fear that is being induced about how, about what, about how to do that, not thinking for themselves, but being that herd that is following. And, and like, like Pax uh, uh, said in one of the answers, the, the, the inaction and the following as a herd without, he didn't use the word herd, I'm using it, um, the word herd, uh, herd and not asking questions and not questioning what is being said or what is being told and how the other dealers are, are handling it and are behaving by themselves. This is creating, continuing to create fear. And this is the rhetoric of dictatorships. This is the same rhetoric that has been used for years in dictatorships, how to create fear, to tell people they're going to lose their freedom. You create their fear and you keep them in a capsule. And that, and that is like almost like that hormones that go into these animals. It's the same. It's like the same thing. It's like you have one. Very well one, said. You know, Pax tells us that we have the ability, each of us, to get through this and all fa- things bad in our lives by trusting in ourselves. Hmm. We simply need to have the trust. But as you're saying, Elon, too many people now are are in too great of a fear to be able to even think this way. Um, we, we want to continue to remind people to ask the questions, make decisions based on what's best for themselves and their families um, and trust that they will do the right thing. Um, but people are living in, in fear of everything around them. Uh, it's a difficult lesson, I think, for people to, to keep in their hearts yeah it is and you know the thing is that once you know when you're in it you know when you hit the door on your thumb your whole body is a thumb you don't say oh i just hit my thumb I, everything is fine no your whole body is thumb and that's the thing <laughs> right? very good i like that so 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 people i'll give you an example yesterday last night or last evening you know i start going into i i i, I responded to somebody's message because now, because of all the the, the, the the political situation, everybody's spreading stories that many of them, I would say 80% of them are fabricated and they're spread around in different, I don't call them even news channels, but in different social media channels. Mm-hmm. And, and people believe that because it's like the old days, or if it's on TV, then it's true, you know? Yes. And, and it is fair. And I start and I, and I responded to one and I saw how I could, I could pay attention to my energy having that almost that taste that like when you touch something and then it starts spreading, you know, I could feel that. And I, and I had to pull myself very hard, like fast out of there because it's a, it's a slope that it's, it's such a deep 
rabbit hole that that's is. the viral energy you know it's a contagious thing it was their issue it was their post exactly. and yet you you know it was contagious to you through basically osmosis just being around exactly. it and exactly. what you do to mitigate that it's the mindfulness so you were aware you were conscious and you were like well whoa you know so we all this have is. to do that you know right now this is such a volatile political climate that we know that they're using us all for, you know, on both sides. And I'm not even going to, you know, bring in yeah, the yeah. sides of this. Just of that <laughs> we're being put through H-E-L-L right now. We, you know, we as a global population are being put through the ringer, you know, and it is palpable and it's painful for people. And we've had enough. I mean, it is for each one of us to say, you know what, I'm not going to participate or I'm going to. Uh, be careful of how much I take in, how much news mm, that I yes. watch. And it's just, it's so important because we can go down that slippery slope exactly. like you spoke of, and then you can't pull yourself out. And that's what chronic depression is. And, and, and you believe it. And you and well, we justify real. it. And you justify yeah, I mean, because it's real, it's, <laughs> it's real, right? Yeah. It's real. What is, you know, uh, one of my teachers, the, the main question of, of life, right? What's the meaning of life? Yeah. And we discover it, that's to make meaning really that it's about the meaning making and the process of which we are making that meaning and depends what place we are inhabiting within ourselves the choices and the decisions and the intentions Mm -hmm. come from that place that we inhabit and so it's like and then so you know chaos can be good if we're able to bring the bright star out of it rather than become the chaos and the corona is reminding us the importance the essence of what it is all about and it's the connection it's the coming together and that is where our power is as a collective is to be these beacons of light that can like like towers can connect and then have this umbrella so so that's why i've you know not dealing with with negative energy politics or any of those kind of things not dealing because there is there are enough that are doing that you know there are enough people yeah. that are doing that. And so so talking about violence, um, it brings to that point, to the point that I wanted to talk about also, is the inequality or, you know, we started talking about it last time, about um, the transition, as we see, of the patriarch to the matriarch. You know, the almost like the end of an era or several eras of uh, patriarchy and the choices and the decisions that are coming from that place to a to a rise and a recognition of the feminine a recognition of the power that is the not power over somebody but the creative power the the birthing power the that that there is the shift and in the book talking also a little bit about uh sex trafficking and those things that are happening to um, not just women, but uh, but children and and even men, you know. And um, I don't know if it ties into your history because I know I read somewhere, uh, Penelope, that you were like a renegade teenager, right? Yeah, I ran away from home at 15 years old. No sex trafficking, though, Elon. Okay. No, well, I mean, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. But was, it's a thank, traumatic event. Thank God. Know? Well, thank God, nothing like that happened, which is actually quite remarkable, given that I was a runaway from 15 years old, came from a very good family. And it was um, 
just a bizarre, a bizarre happening that that happened. We had moved so many times at that point that I felt disconnected. And then my parents euthanized my cat. And from there, I didn't trust them. It was just a bad situation. But no, there's no impetus for mentions of that in our, our book. So those are kind of separate issues. But now you're speaking of our book, Do Unto Earth. So it sounds yeah. like we're now talking about yes. this. And with yes, the I'm going in. And the masculine that you spoke of, Pax speaks about the that they need to work together, really, that there's that balance between the feminine and the masculine. But for us to look to the First Nations people, that they had it right for mm. centuries. And the First Nations people around the world. So you see the First Nations of North America and South America, but also the Aboriginals of mm -hmm. Australia. Every area and region has their First Nations people. And these people have so much of those wisdoms of how we can return to managing our resources, our planetary resources in the right way. And Pax also speaks of the grandmother. So bringing mm -hmm. it back to the feminine that you speak of, Pax talks about the need for us to look to the wisdom of the grandmothers in those societies. Mm -hmm. And that if we lived Absolutely. that way, it would be a harmonious way of living. Absolutely. Because we started, I mean, you know, I mean, in your past lives, you've been an Aboriginal and First Nation, right? Well, I yeah. don't remember those You don't remember that. I was going to ask you, I mean, do you I remember? I have felt in, in some meditations, I have felt some things that really resonated with me. But that was what Pax had told me. Pax gave me insight into my soul's history in that way, that I've had lifetimes as an Aboriginal person who saw the society my society be dismembered and um, his words were that i experienced the shame of being hunted and removed from my known place and time mm. and when i heard that and even you know just thinking of that now it really makes me quite verklempt to think of um, not my own soul's history but the um, history of so many of our first nations people that that is a reality that is still being, see, I'm literally almost teary-eyed over feel um, that, yeah. feeling, yeah, very, I've never had that happen in an interview. Uh, I feel that pain and that uh, Mother Earth is, and all of our people are going through it. We're going through a disunity right now, a dismemberment in so many ways from the virus pandemic to our political environment. But those things will come and go. But what is happening underneath that is this, environmental crisis and that we are throwing away our planet and our planetary resources and the animals and the trees mm. and all of these things that we need to be living in harmony with that we just treat them like just use them and it's um it's soul shattering that people continue like this and think that they're going to have a planet for their children and grandchildren yeah it's it's uh I could feel I could feel that. So so thank you for for having the courage to to be in that space. Um, Carol, you were you, you were going to say something. Well, yes, and Penelope is quite correct. And if we want to get down to the base level, it's all about greed. It's it's political. It is about money. It's about greed. It's about continuing the use of fossil fuels when we know we should not um, because there's there's too much money involved and no matter who the group is who tries to organize against 
um, what's happening to Mother Earth right now in terms of uh, decimation of the air and the health of the soil and water. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how it how it can be that any group is strong enough to withstand the pushback um, from the oil and gas industry. Hmm. Um, you know that's reality. Uh, the other thing I wanted to express was the fact that if we did in fact listen to the wisdom of the grandmothers hmm. and um, act in, in ways that are respectful for Mother Earth and take the wisdom um, that we should from the heritage and the history of our First Nations people, uh, we could not do this. We could not behave this badly uh, towards the planet. Of course. Um, we sh to listen to our elders, uh, to take their wisdom, it is the way it is the way, but how we get there mm. in current situations politically uh, has yet to be discovered. Yeah. And to that point, yeah. we speak in the book and in, in Do Unto Earth, we speak about the power of one mm -hmm. and that each person has choices to make and each person can make a difference. So, I mean, I like to feel that, you know, we've got a particular administration talking about American politics and whether or not that administration continues for four more years or not is a question mark at the moment. But I would like to encourage people to understand that the power doesn't lie in their hands, the political leaders, that we have the power every time we take a dollar and go buy something. So if you're still putting fuel in your car, and we know we all are, that we're all responsible. So our consumer dollars, our votes, these are the real votes that matter. And so as we change our behaviors and say, you know what, look how we, we've done it in so many things. We used to, you know, do plastic bags at the grocery mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. You know, we changed that pretty quickly. You look at the things that we can do when consumers don't want it anymore. They stop making it. You know, they, they, they that's just, we drive these industries. In I think also because there is... There is no money in that. I mean, you know, it saves money for them. So sometimes I ask them, are they really stopping the plastic because they care or because it saves them a dollar and the person has to buy it now? Oh, no, the consumer will drive the industry. So we talk in the book, Pax gives us the solution to replace plastic. Yeah. It's actually hemp cellulose that everything hmm. that we're currently making, all these plastic parts, you know, this microphone, you know, all of these things, polyester clothing. A lot of people don't realize polyester is just crude oil. It's all the same thing. It's, you know, plastic is crude mm -hmm. oil. A lot of people don't even put those things together, together, surprisingly. But the replacement for all of those things, not the fuel portion, but the things that we make with plastic, mm -hmm. can re be replaced with hemp cellulose. It would look the same, you know, your Tupperware or whatever the item mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And all of those things can be made. So when the consumer says, you know what, I'm just not buying this anymore. So I got rid of all my Tupperware. I don't use plastic wrap. I don't have my food be in contact with plastic anymore because of PAX. Mm -hmm. Because PAX, when PAX told me, not only is this just ridiculous because we're perpetuating this, but in addition to that, plastic in contact with food off gases toxins into our food. And, you know, when I read that, when the channeling was uh, returned to me, 
for me, it was an instant decision. You know, when we know better, we do better. We hear, we hear that saying, but it's true. Like, and if you don't do better after reading this book, if you don't then, do better after reading Do Unto Earth, yeah. then that's where the shame will lie. But each one of us can make these decisions with our, with our consumer dollars. It's, it's ab- absolutely because that's, that's really the power. And, and, you know, it's like there was an old movie called Ants. Uh, it the, was a car- car- the- cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cartoon called Ants, right? Animated, yes. <laughs> right, it was an animated, and they had those uh, uh, ten or something grasshoppers that were controlling these thousands of ants colonies, right? And then this one little puny ant recognized that they have a power, and another puny ant, and another puny ant, and soon enough they kicked everybody out because they recognized their power of togetherness of com- of coming. And this is about the what we were talking about back and forth about creating this awareness and there is a difference between awareness and consciousness you know many times people confuse them you know awareness is like like they know like you you brought example the 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 polyester okay they're aware that something is off there but i I don't know but once you said it now you brought it to the consciousness you made a language out of it Mm -hmm. and now it is okay now that you know what are you going to do about it abracadabra abracadabra (laughs) you know um it's fine. Nothing is coincidental, especially that is happening with with the Jewish calendar. And and um, in the last month, it was the month of Elul, the month where we are contemplating. And it's interesting with Judaism, there is an ending and beginning all the time, and it's like a spiral. The time it's like going up a, 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 a like a, a in a mall. You have seven floors. Each floor has a different floor plan, a same floor plan, but different contents. And we are keep going every time in time and it becomes more dense and dense. And Moses is talking about the, the keys, the three keys for strong society. It's first of all, you never forget where you come from. Never forget where you come from. The second thing is always take care of those in need, those in the elder in your society, in your, in your group, in your tribe and always remember that there is a god and a divine plan now based on that on the divine plan pax is talking about pax is talking about not to interfere with the course of history right and uh, so like we were talking about in the book of our holocaust and i want to go into that but really not why nothing was happening is because there was you can't interfere with the choices right but what you're doing now is interference I mean, what we're doing now, bringing packs and the the aware, the consciousness, the awareness and the consciousness into into the the, the media to make change, that is an interference in our consciousness, right? Well, he doesn't use the word that we're not to. I'm using it. Yes. When he spoke about the Holocaust, the question that I posed to him was like, if you're God, why didn't you stop the Holocaust, right? Hasn't everybody thought of this question? So his answer was that it's not for the spirit world to, you know, zoom in and fix everything that, you know, we're the people on the ground here. We're the, we're the soldiers on the ground that each one of us in our own consciousness could have stopped that series of events that then became the Holocaust, but shame on us that we didn't. So the spirit world's not going to clean up our mess and give us a clean planet in this case. This is just not going to happen. Pax speaking to us now, guess what? God speaks the god being speaks to all of us are you listening is the question mm-hmm. this is not that unusual yeah, yeah. you know intention so, carol and i talk about this on the phone we we love to have our chats carol and i speak on the phone regularly 
we talk about intention on a regular basis, that intention is everything. Like, what is your intention? Carol, what is your intention? You know, intention will drive your life. So that's mm -hmm. on the micro or the macro. So in terms of the Holocaust or things like that, how many people would it take to get to that tipping point of collective consciousness that something like that could happen mm. is the question. And God forbid it ever happens again, but the responsibility lies in what is our intention? Yeah. What do you intend to do with your life? Carol, how was your um, upbringing? Is your, how was your... Uh, it was idyllic. It was a wonderful childhood. Uh, I was an only child. Mm. It was a religious home, German Lutheran, to be specific. Uh, there wasn't any place for discussion about things like reincarnation. Mm. Uh, that was not a part of the belief. But all in all, it was a lovely childhood, um, pretty much filled with my parents' um, work, their friends, the church, um, the dog, the cat, it was, uh, it was in a, a lovely small town and it was, um, it, it, it was a blessing for me as a child. I want to say it didn't prepare me for the bigger world out there, but nevertheless, I have only good memories. I mean, maybe thank, thank God that he didn't prepare you for the world out there because you are in the world in here. Right, the way that you are yes. expressing, so you know everything. See, everything is even, even like we're talking about the Holocaust. We're not talking about it, but things that happened, events that happened. You know, I believe that everything has a reason. For example, yes. our meeting. You know, so if everything has a reason, has a purpose, changing a flap of a butterfly somewhere in China can really affect the way that we are coming together. And maybe there was something that was changed in the recent few decades that caused this sharp turn to where we are the ripple effect yeah yes absolutely i agree with you and there are no coincidences and chance meetings there's always a purpose i i like to always ask what is what is the lesson here for me mm. what is the message in this because mm. there always is one um, so what is the message that you feel for you coming back here? Because after, we're, after, after all, we are here again because maybe we didn't complete our journey last time and we missed a few things in the correction of our soul uh, evolution. I always wondered what I was going to be when I grew up. Um, and until just a few years ago, I was still wondering. But having met uh, Pax and become... Uh, a channel for the Pax Wisdom, that is a message for me wherever it takes me hmm. uh, to be a pure channel for the pure message, the wisdom, the guidance. That is my job. Oh. That is my gift. Thank that you. Is my wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Penelope, how about, how about you? I feel a very distinctive purpose in this lifetime that I felt since I was a little kid. I can remember thinking about these things as a four-year-old child. And I look at everything that I do these days when you have work projects or opportunities that come to you. 
So in my case, when I have different opportunities, I always look, are they on purpose or not? You know, will this further this purpose? So for me, it's personal, interpersonal and planetary well-being. And I founded the Viral Energy Institute, as you said, around that mission statement. And I am very connected to the animals of this planet and very empathetic to their pain, whether we're talking about we spoke earlier of animals in the factory farm industry, mm -hmm. but also just species extinction, animals in the wild, deforestation. Mm. And for me, this, I will accomplish this mission in this lifetime. I will. So I'm not sure how many lifetimes I've been working on that, Elon, but I feel very driven to this end. And it's actually quite exhilarating to be so keenly aware of my purpose. I know many people suffer from not knowing their purpose. And yeah. in my case, I'm very aware of what that purpose is. And staying on task is, um, you know, is kind of the goal of the day to make sure that, you know, all of my time and every day is so important. And by the end of this lifetime, I would have liked to have made a difference in those regards, in particular for the animals of planet Earth and the natural environment as a whole, the rainforests, all the birds and the bees and mm. all of them. So, well, you have, and you are. So, you know, if I'm sure you feel that, but you have, and you are, and you are making a difference and you, both of you are making a difference. This is such a, such a wonderful blessing to connect these dots. You know, I actually invited you before I heard from Dia. Um, I, uh, it happens to me on the, it happens to me, you know, I ask what I, I ask and, and then I and then I revisit what I ask for to make sure that I'm ready for it. And so so I asked revelations. I asked for revelations and for coming revelations for the next steps. For that. And a day later I'm getting this email from uh, from your publicist from Dia um, presenting you. And it was an absolute uh, a, a no-brainer. It was it was in the Vedic sense. If, uh, I, get, I get a lot of uh, a lot of those requests from different people with different books and different options and all these kind of things, and this was a like slicing a butter, a warm butter that you get in the hotels, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not a cold butter. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. So so this has been a this has been a a wonderful and and maybe we'll talk because there are so many things that we can talk about, but I don't know. We'll talk about maybe uh, coming if you have time. We'll come for another. Uh, piece uh, for another interview if there is time for that uh, at a different time and uh, this is this has just been a, a blessing are there any I mean we are we're out of time and there's so many I want to show everybody again I mean you have the cover of the book behind you and we've showed this I've shown this books behind you and this do unto earth and the likely future part one and part two uh, by, Pene by Penelope and Carol and packs, of course, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, excuse me, this is an example of manifesting spirituality in the physicality. We're in the, we're in the physical and, uh, and, and packs is in this, in, in this other realm that is manifesting through you. So this is, this is just a, a wonderful, um, exactly. you know, no. and the thing about this, it's like a circle, right? A circle is there is never a good or an or bad place to enter a story in a circle. You can always enter a story. Did you read story. that part already? No. It's in the book. 
Oh, you see. Hux talks about even our tables should be circles. You think about a conference room, a boardroom. Everything is to be a Instead of having a head and, you know, and then people that are not as important as who's at the head, to yeah. start thinking about circles as the Circle. First Nations people did it. Oh, wow. You see, you see I, didn't, I didn't, this is how I, this is how I talk about this all the time. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's even the Big Bang, right? Everything started from a little circle. Circle is the symbol of wholeness, right? That's, that's how it's. Even trauma, let's look at trauma. Trauma is also, if you look at a circle, half of it is a trauma, the other half is healing. So if there is no completion, the trauma becomes absurd because it tries to heal itself, supposedly, right? It's always this motion. So it's, it's, it's and I didn't read it. You see, it's fascinating. It's like, to, <laughs> it's like it happened to me. Uh, we talked last week. It happened a few times like this also that we were talking and there were some things that came up and I was like, wow, it's like reading the books of Michael Newton, who is... Uh, who is uh, dealing with past life regression and, and, and life between lives that I've read stuff that, yeah. that, that I've uh, uh, got downloads of things and understandings. And then I read the book and I, people told me I just became white as I was reading the book because I could see yeah. what I already saw, what I already understood. So this is, ladies, this has been a, <laughs> we can continue forever and I'm looking forward if we can do another interview about different yeah, we'll topics. Do, we'll do, if you want to, we would love to do another yes, one. That we'll, would be we'll wonderful. A, maybe let a month go by or something like well, that. We will, we will, we will find the right time, everything in its right time. Let's this, let this, let bring this, mm-hmm. let's bring this out first and, and, yeah. and have people uh, be asking questions and, mm-hmm. um, and we'll put the website underneath. So mm-hmm. by the time you hear this, mm-hmm. uh, the website is underneath so I want to, I'm grateful. Thank you very much for, for being here and for uh, embracing this, uh, your energy here in this space. And uh, yeah, any Penelope, thank you very much, Carol. Thank you very much, Penelope, for being here. And uh, your website is paxwisdom.com, right? Pax Thanks. Wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, We're very blessed for this opportunity. Thank yes, you. Thank you, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, night, evening. Thank you. Thank you. את רואה, כל החדר שקוף, אין אוויר כבדה נשימה. התנועה היא התדר בגוף שמביא את הנחמה. העיניים נפגשות, נשמות מתרחשות, והדרך בעירה. ומתחת לשמיכה נדבר עד הזריחה שמש מהירה. כל 
like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid. 